award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We've got a fun show for you today. We're on location again. Matt's helping me co-host, but we're at, an AB, at the ABR Visitor Center. That's Appalachian Bear Rescue uh, Visitor Center in Townsend, Tennessee. We've got some great guests with us, uh, Miss Dana, Dana Dodd and uh, Corey Blair, and they're going to talk to us about what the ABR does, uh, Appalachian Bear Rescue does, and uh, it's going to be a fun conversation. Matt, thanks for setting this up. Oh, absolutely. I've been a big fan of uh, these folks since I got on back in 03 and uh, just fell in love with what they do and their mission and have worked great with them. So I'm just I'm honored to have you all on the show today. Yeah. Well, we're thrilled that you guys are here and that you allow us to be part of your broadcast. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. We're going to learn a lot. These guys do so much uh, and uh, we're going to learn about them and learn about the mission of the ABR and what and what they do. So I say we jump right in if you, if you guys are ready. Uh, Dana is the executive director for, for ABR uh, and uh, we'll start with her. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, where you're from and, and what got you into sure. this, you know. Well, I grew up in Tennessee, but in Middle Tennessee in Lawrence County down in Loretto. Okay. And uh, my parents brought us over here to the mountains all the time. About every summer we made at least one trip, if not more. To the Smokies, and we have all—all all of us have always loved to see bears when we're here. Um, and I ended up in college in Nashville, and then I worked in Nashville for IBM for 28 years. And late in that deal, I found out about Appalachian Bear Rescue, sort of by accident. My dad had been over here; he is a biologist, actually, and he taught ecology over here in the mountains every summer for a group of students. He'd bring them over, and he kept asking me if I knew about that bear rescue. Were they still there? And I didn't know anything about it. And uh, eventually, he was determined. He grows a lot of blackberries and blueberries, and his freezers were completely full. And he wanted me to ask a question of these bear people and let them know that he had all these berries, and he would be more than happy to give them to them. Uh -huh. okay. And I made one call to ABR, and I talked to the curator at the time, back in 2010. And as it turns out, that call was kind of the beginning of my end. And it wasn't long until I was on the board of ABR late in 2011, and then became president of the board from 2012 and through 2017. And in January of 17, the board hired me as executive director, and I've served as executive director since then. Wow. Congratulations on yeah. your promotion. That was, that was quick. I mean, jumping in in yeah. 2011, you said, and then mm -hmm. bam, 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 I'm already getting these upper roles and, <laughs> and getting feet on the ground. Tell us about the, the board. I'm not familiar with how y'all operate. Well, the, there's always a board of directors for a nonprofit, and we have a very active board, actually, even more so uh, from the beginning. We've been here 23 and a half years. It'll be 24 years this July. And um, the board has done, uh, and our volunteer group, have done a lot of the work at ABR. The only thing that our board and our volunteers haven't done are take care of bears. So we have our curators, Coy and his team. They take care of all the bears, and they're all employees of ABR as well. And uh, it, it's really worked out very well. The board 
uh, is not quite, now that we have a bigger staff, they're not required to be as quite as involved. Okay. But they still, we, we have a board member at over at the facility today working on the cub nursery and getting things ready for little bears this season. Um, so they jump in and help all the time. I'm sure they would. They gotcha. wouldn't be part of the board if they didn't want to help in some way. They, they <laughs> probably right. want to get hands-on sure. quite a bit. Everybody's you're exactly passionate right. about these bears yeah. if you're going to be a part of this. And Coy and I are lucky. Our board members come from all kinds of different fields. Uh, we have a professional at no Zoo Knoxville mm -hmm. who obviously has lots of animal experience. Mm -hmm. We have a lawyer. We have a flight attendant. We have uh, a gentleman who has worked as a contractor in HVAC for his whole career and is retired. We have someone in retail, so we have a treasurer who is an accountant. So we have just all kinds of folks with lots of skills. Mm -hmm. So if we're willing to open up and listen and, and take advice, we can learn a whole lot from all of them. And it's worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, they all have different skill sets that can help in they many do. ways, I'm sure. Yeah. They do. Yeah. It takes all cons for sure. Well, yeah, Coy, tell us about yeah. yourself. Tell us what you, what brought you to ABR and, and uh, what you love about working with these guys and working with these bears. Sure. So um, I got started with Appalachian Bear Rescue in July of 2012. And uh, prior to that time period, I'd never even heard of Appalachian Bear Rescue. Um, born and raised here in Blount County. So it's I, I just it, I find it hard to believe I'd never even heard about it at that point because wildlife has always been a passion and interest of mine mm -hmm. personally. And uh, I graduated from Maryville College in uh, 2009 with a degree in biology, a BA in biology. And from there, you know, I wanted to be able to use that degree. My original plan was pre-med. That's what I wanted to do. And by senior year, you know, I didn't want to be a physician. I was like, well, I'll be a physician's assistant at this point. It's less schooling and stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I was pretty much kind of doing what everybody or on the path that people would want me to go um, and not listen to what I wanted to do. But then I eventually decided, well, I've got to use this degree. So right out of college, I had... I'd um, been volunteering with the Maryville Housing Authority for about four years and uh, taking kids as part of an outdoor recreation program, hiking, doing trail maintenance in the Smokies, what have you. And uh, I'd volunteered with this individual named uh, Mac McNutt. And I couldn't figure out the time. I'm like, you know, why, why, I wonder why the Lord has me out here doing all this stuff because I can't. How's this relate back to medical school? But it was the first job um, that, or a job came about at the Maryville Housing Authority from doing all this volunteer work with them. So it was a short kind of thing. I was hired on part-time, then full-time. I went to a laboratory shortly afterwards and uh, worked there about a year. And uh, I just couldn't stand standing around this little lab bench, no windows, and I was like, man, I want to be outside doing something. So I started searching for wildlife careers, and I saw an opening for Appalachian Bear Rescue. And it was on a website I'd never really went to uh, seek out jobs on. Hmm. And so I called them up, and they said, well, I'm pretty sure that uh, Dana Dodd and Steve McNutt are done interviewing um, individuals for that position. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me. I'm like, I'm going to call Mac. So I call up Mac <laughs> McNutt. I said, Mac, do you know a Steve McNutt that's with some bear group or something? <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> I said, you're kidding me. And I told him, I explained the situation to him. And uh, he said, I'll call you right back. And he called right back. Sure enough, he says, you have an interview in the morning at 830. So don't be late. So I went, and Dan, could, I guess the rest is history. But well, we, we had cut off all of the resumes that the, the the uh, timing had passed mm -hmm. that we had left the, the position open 
and we had eight interviews scheduled for the next day. And so when Steve's dad called him, he said, nope, we're already interviewing eight people. He should have been on the list mm -hmm. ahead of time. Nope. And so I thought about that a little while, and I, Steve and I have been friends since our first day of college. And I said, Steve, in all the time I've known you, how many times has your dad called you on the phone? And he said, not many. Mm. And I said, if he's willing to pick up the phone to tell us about this young man, I think we need to maybe tell him he's going to have to get up early if he give wants to be interviewed yeah. and yeah. give it a mm -hmm. shot. And it turned out that uh, Coy was our, obviously our first interview that day. And as he left, Steve and I were like, well, I'm pretty sure that's the one. <laughs> And now we have to interview eight more people. It's going to be hard <laughs> so to beat. Well, it. it was a good We, we knew, bar, yeah. and mm -hmm. it, it worked out really well. And I, we get young people who want to work for us or want an opening in wildlife, and they ask advice all the time about how do you do it. And I'll tell you that something that makes someone stand out, and I, I think that, that young people need to hear it. Because everybody we interviewed that day, did really well in college. They obviously wanted to be outdoors. They obviously wanted these kinds of positions. But Coy had done a ton of volunteer work. Mm -hmm. And so as an employer hiring somebody right out of school, it's really nice to know that the person that you're talking to already knows how to be somewhere at the right time of day and they're already dedicated to making a success out of what they're doing every day as part of their volunteer work. Mm -hmm. And he happened to have, like, great grades and stuff, too. So <laughs> <laughs> That helps, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's great. That's awesome. I, I, that's the story I didn't know I was going to hear today. I that's didn't either. I didn't expect that. Thank yeah, you for sharing. Cool. Sure. Well, let's jump in. Uh, one thing I want to make note, though, um, you've got followers from all over uh, other countries even follow you on Facebook and other places. And and uh, you, you, um, you have 200,000 plus followers on facebook that's pretty cool that's more than we got man more than we got <laughs> we need to take some lessons yeah <laughs> all you have to do is put baby bear pictures on there every day <laughs> it works out pretty well yeah, make a note <laughs> baby yeah. bears uh send us some photos now. exactly <laughs> uh, well we, we you know we're here in townsend and for years abr struggled financially because we're in a little town of 250 or so people and it's hard to get the word out. And, and for years, there wasn't a social media option. Right. So about the, the only people that you could get to were when you went to festivals and things, and you, you might see people from your own town and county, and then some of the visitors to the national park. And so ABR did grow over the years, but there was always a struggle. And the board members, it was before my time, but they tell kind of funny stories, sort of sad stories, that they would come to board meetings and bring $50. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how it all started out. Mm -hmm. And now that we have a, a Facebook following and social media following, we have grown le leaps and bounds. And, and growing is good, but really the, the only point of growing is to be able to do what our mission is, and part of that, of course, is taking care of little bears. But we have to be able to do that the very best possible way that we can. Mm. And it takes a lot of funding to do that. Yeah, and if you, in my opinion, 
and our board's opinion, and I know Coy and his team feel the same, if you can't raise enough money to do the best that you can for these animals, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. So we really appreciate all the support. We do get donations from people in a number of countries um, and all over the United States, mm -hmm. for sure. And we do have 203 or 4,000 Facebook fans, and they support us every single day. Absolutely. And, and we, we actually have a Facebook administrator. We're super lucky. He was a Facebook f friend for years. He lives in Toronto in Canada. Really? <laughs> and other than in a zoo, he had never seen, and he lives in the city. He had never even seen a black bear out in the wild before ABR. So he is a little bit self-taught and ABR taught, but he, he probably volunteers close to 40 hours a week. Wow. And he takes care of our Facebook page. Has he ever been down and he's, been he's, to the facility? He came one time yeah. uh, back in 2016. He was able to come down for our 20th anniversary mm -hmm. celebration, and we all got to meet him. But uh, we, we've come a long way. When he first started, we had to have the curators send him emails every day with attaching pictures and mm -hmm. stuff so that he would have the ability to post something. And now, uh, because we got grants from uh, Lush Cosmetics and then from Security Tronics with their cameras, we have more than 30 cameras throughout the Bear facility. And uh, Ben is able to log into any camera anytime he wants to. He can go back to playback if he needs to do that. But he can get everything that he needs without bothering a curator who's busy doing something. And the curators keep great daily notes, and uh, they keep them online. So Ben has access to that. Mm -hmm. So he can turn a story that looks like, from their standpoint, uh, <laughs> fed 286 three cups of grapes and whatever. whatever. complete sentences, very dry. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Ben is able to turn it into a narrative yeah, that's that, awesome. that keeps people involved. Shout and what we, we have found, mm -hmm. like, he, yeah. he, is, he is our Facebook audience. He, he's from Toronto. Right. He never has access to these bears. He's not here in Townsend. And he, he's looking at it through the eyes of he, everyone else. He knows what media, it's like not, not to see anything and not to know anything yeah. that's going on. Mm -hmm. And he knows what it's like to be attached to this and want to learn more and more and then not see a Facebook post one day. And you think, and, and his words, you're convinced that every bear died or something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not what fresh. happened. It's like your internet probably went down in Townsend, Tennessee. But well, For people who don't know about Appalachian Bear Rescue, explain generally what you sure. all do, what your mission is. Sure. Well, we have a three-part mission. And at times in our past, one part stood out and is about all we got done. But the three parts are equally important. The obvious part is we take care of injured and orphaned bear cubs and yearlings, and we return them to live in the wild where, we, where they belong. We're not uh, any kind of place sanctuary. that has, you know, mm -hmm. we're not a sanctuary mm -hmm. or zoo. We don't have any permanent resident bears. We never have, and I would assume we never will. But the other two parts of our mission is that we do research that can help bears. Uh, most recently, Coy got his master's degree at UT mm -hmm. um, by collaring Thank bears you. that left our facility. And we also, uh, a huge part of our mission, really, the, probably the most important part of what we do, is we promote public awareness about 
living safely with humans and bears mm -hmm. in close proximity. And that really, uh, I think we help more bears and save more bears in that part of our mission mm -hmm. than we'll ever come through yep. the gates mm -hmm. to our bear facility. Physically. Exactly. Yeah, so you're right. But yep. if these little bears that do come through the gate can act as a little bit of an education opportunity for all of our Facebook fans and, and all the local people around here without hurting their chance to get back to the wild, then that's the thing to do. So, but public awareness is really important for us as well. well should we segue into to Bear Wise? Can you talk about Bear Wise? Sure. So, uh, Tennessee, you all know, uh, they're part of a Southeast Bearwise organization with all of the different southeastern states, putting together the right messaging and, and, and getting to people the, the messaging about keeping humans and bears safe and, and, and making a, a, a world where there's less conflict between humans and bears. Explain because, why that's such a big deal in this general area. Uh, it's a huge deal in this area because... We have lots of bears, and, and we're going to have lots more bears. They're doing very well, mm -hmm. um, and, and they're going to spread out in probably into more areas of Tennessee. Any area that they can find a sustainable place to live, they're going to be there. And when they're in close proximity here in Townsend, you're, you're in close proximity to 12 million people <laughs> who visit the <laughs> National Park. You get 250 in Townsend. We get 250 in Townsend <laughs> and the 12 million that drive through to get to Cates <laughs> Cove. But you put all that together and, and mix that in with a whole bunch of bears. And if you're not careful, you're going to get somebody hurt. And you're going to have problems every single day mm. that if we don't take care of our trash, you're going to have bears in your trash. Mm -hmm. When you have bears in the trash that you throw out of your car, somebody's going to hit that bear on the highway. And mm -hmm. yeah, the bear's not going to do very well, but the per person in the car may not do very well either. Certainly. If you have trash at your house and you don't secure it in a bear safe container or some of some kind or if you intentionally feed a bear because you like mm. looking at them in your backyard mm. you do those things and that bear doesn't know the difference between food that you left for it and the food that your kids holding in their hand mm -hmm. and people have to understand that if these are wild animals and they are certainly beautiful animals, and the cubs do look adorable. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's why you got 200,000 followers. <laughs> exactly. But if you don't take that seriously, and you can't live with just a few, they're, they're like the basic, most simple rules. It's yeah. not hard. You, there's more right. reasons than one not to throw trash out of your car. Exactly. There's more reasons than one to, to, to put your trash in a bear safe can. You don't have to pick it up again when the raccoon gets in it or, or the bear. But people seem to have problems figuring out that it doesn't have to be that difficult. Mm. And so it's a big part of our community. One of the things our volunteers do, I, I'm sort of obsessed with trash. Like She's they, not alone. No. Koi <laughs> has me on that. I, I made him, he'll probably tell you, but I, I made him pick up trash with me one day. I promised an hour and we were there all day. Yeah, it's always just an hour. <laughs> and then punishment, you know, 32 bags later. <laughs> that community service stuff yeah. kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She knew she right. had me. <laughs> but I, 
I asked our volunteers if they would like to help with picking up trash. And I thought, nobody's going to say yes. And we had our biggest group of volunteers, they all signed up and they go out and they help pick up trash in our town. Bless them. And they do it all the time. We've adopted part of Highway 321 right through our town. And it's important to all of us. But it's important for a million reasons, not just sure. bears. It's it makes, unsightly. And it's unsightly. It, makes, it helps your property values. Yes. It hurts your environment. All that trash goes into the little river, which mm -hmm. is our water supply. You, you can't do those things. Right. And so all of those things are important we'll, to us. We'll talk about one thing, and we'll transition into Decoy. Um, the community up here that is not, well, they're not very wise necessarily, but they have set kind of a good example on how they deal with their garbage. Can you talk about that? Like Laurel Valley? Yes. Well, Laurel Valley is pretty good. I have a cabin there, so I'd like to think that uh, we do the right things all the time. We don't, but we, we work hard at it. And uh, we have a trash compactor in our neighborhood that is bear-proof, and that's where we take all our garbage. And, you know, I, I'm here from Nashville, and when I found out after we bought our cabin that you had to take your trash to this compactor, I'm like, what kind of place is this? <laughs> like, this is nuts. And then quickly I realized this is the greatest thing ever because, yeah. number one, I'm not here all the time. And so that compactor is there. Anytime I want to take my trash, I can take it there and get rid of it. I don't have a trash day that I have to be here right. instead of Nashville. Mm -hmm. And And... The bears aren't in that trash, and before that compactor, they were. Mm. So, there's can no we? No trash at the curbs of the house, there's or no, even outside of nope, trash cans, right? Nope. You have to take gotcha. it to the compactor, and I won't say that we don't make mistakes because we do, just like any neighborhood does. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think we try hard to take care of the bears that are around us. And we don't have anywhere near as many problems as they had before we fixed the trash issue. Great. Yeah. I applaud y'all awesome. on that. Thank I, you. I know it's probably not feasible for every community, but that if that's the ideal way to handle your, your trash. Well, and hopefully as we become more of a partner with TWRA and Bearwise, and, and I think that's very much on the way and being a partner, and it's really right down our line because it's a third of our mission. Absolutely. And, and so it allows... It, being a Bearwise partner with TWRA just gives us the opportunity and probably more funding to take care and, and do more in that part yeah. of our mission. And your audience is so great because that is completely what you all are, Black Bears. So it's, the only, it's just a great it's marriage the only, for us. It's the only thing that we do. And, and I've told Ed Carter and others at TWRA, uh, with Bears at least, I, I sometimes we have an advantage because when we get up in the morning, the only thing that we have to take care of are bears that are coming our way or something related to bears. We got about 1,700 species, I think we managed. So we may not Ed, Ed have Carter. tons of resources, but every one of them is dedicated to bears. Ed's retiring. Did you hear? Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's coming up. Hate to see yeah, him go. Yeah, he's a good man. Hard to replace. You want to? Yeah, I want to. Like, what's your day look like at at the at the ABR? And and one thing I wanted you to hit on is we don't you don't only take in Tennessee bears. You, sometimes bears come from other states. So just a little bit about what happens at ABR every day. What's your job look like? And 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 taking in bears. So uh, 
I'm just going to say it depends. <laughs> and that's another reason I love my position and my job specifically is because uh, my day can change in an instant. Um, I believe that's I'm for sure that's happening today. Um, we get a call, we get a neonate cub coming in or a starved, emaciated yearling uh, black bear. My day changes. But on a normal basis, um, when I get there in the mornings, I'm going to be, uh, if, I'm, if I'm in the research phase, I'm going to open up my laptop. I'm going to see where all the bears were, the GPS collars and all the locations. So I did this for a couple of years when I was doing some research. Um, then go and if I have bears on site, I'm going to be taking care of those bears. So feeding them. Um, a lot of them will come in with uh, some kind of injury from time to time. And so they will have medications that I need to provide to them. So I'll be doing all that. So bear care, any research I'll do early on. And then uh, facility maintenance is like ongoing. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, our facility is located on a 65-acre tract of land. So we have a lot of uh, pines. And as you all would expect, a lot of them fall um, pretty easily. And so um, a lot of chainsaw work, a lot of electric fence work. So I get to do a lot of hands-on stuff, but Dana may call me um, and say, hey, WBR or some other <laughs> station is wanting to do an interview at 6 o'clock or 11 a.m. or whatever. So my day can look like that, um, and it really depends. It all revolves around how many bears and which individuals we have on site because some of them become, um, I would say, superstars. Mm. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have a few Ma superstar bears over the time. <laughs> yeah. So everything I do really revolves around bears. But, I mean, you know, construction projects, education, um, physically caring for the bears. I would say it's all three sides of our mission, research. What's your favorite part about it? What's, what's your favorite part to work with? I guess the bears, I would say. I mean, that's... So, yeah. I mean... Um, I obviously see bears a lot, and so so much so that when I take my when my family and I go to Kate's Cove or something, we see a bear. You know, I'm like, well, I don't want to contribute to a bear jam, so I'm kind of just rolling on. And they're like, Daddy, slow down, my kids, and my yeah. wife's like, You get to see them all the time. I'm right. like, Yeah, I know, but I don't want to be part of this. You know, so be that um, guy. so I do enjoy seeing them and working with them. I guess the 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 best uh, the most rewarding part is I love seeing a finished product product. And so whenever I see a little bear, say the South Carolina um, bears that came, or I'm sorry, Louisiana bears that came to us last March the first. It's been almost a year, and they have gained, I don't know, a hundred pounds, 100 pounds <laughs> wow. easily. And so to see them, and then that female suffered through two fractures on the same leg, and mm. you know she's climbing trees, she's playing with her uh, male uh, sibling and stuff. So whenever it, um, whenever the release day comes and they go back to the wild and they do what they were meant to do, and they're not at ABR anymore that's a rewarding day so i love seeing start to finish yeah that's cool yeah we're going to run out of time but you, you mentioned louisiana bears those are brought over by airplane right sometimes you gotta you gotta use some of your resources and bring them over that way is that correct that is that is very correct um and one of our great resources uh mr tom sabos he uh has a his pilot license has his own plane that's awesome and he has volunteered um on multiple occasions to help us fly say those two louisiana um neonates last year back to tennessee he's also helped us go pick up a bear in south carolina so what would have been a three and a half hour drive due to construction and what have you was a 30 minute flight just over the mountains and a little scary but we did it makes it easy makes it yeah. better for the bear too right absolutely yeah. said superstar bear sounds like rock star bears man. <laughs> <laughs> private planes well, well speaking of uh, well not private planes but rock star bears um, we don't have much time left today either 
we're actually getting our first uh, little cub of the year. We actually have a yearling that we already received this year from Louisiana. He's doing great. But uh, a little cub of the year is en route from Kentucky right now. Awesome. So we got to get back over to the facility and make sure that everything is all set up because tonight uh, our curators start working 24 hours a day. <laughs> You're going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I can't wait. Well, that's awesome. That's good news. That's good happy news. birthday to Coy because yeah. it's his birthday today. Oh, has it really? He's, yeah, get, oh he's getting goodness. the baby bear for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we should have started out singing. We should have. <laughs> oh. Hey, AppalachianBearRescue.org. Uh, Appala at Appalachian Bear Rescue on Facebook and Instagram. Go follow them. Go check them out. Go watch those videos. Are the cameras on online? Can you watch them online? No, we don't Just put images. them online, but images. we put videos and photos up every day on okay. Facebook cool. and those will actually go to our website too awesome. so you can see our daily updates on our website if you don't do Facebook alright thank you guys thank you Matt thank you all for watching thanks for listening we'll see you next time on Tennessee Wildcast thanks for tuning in stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram <laughs>